everyone, welcome to another episode of Simply Special. My name is Jamila and I am an African-American woman living in the United States in 2020. What's up? Today's episode is what I like to call a two-for-one special to discuss everything that's been happening. I'm not 100% satisfied with last week's episode. I definitely said what I wanted to say last week, but I just feel like more could be said. If you don't know what's been happening, which as far as I understand, everyone in the world knows what has happened to George Floyd. Recently, this week, they have arrested and charged the other three officers, which means all four officers at the crime scene have been charged and arrested, which is amazing. It it is. But we can't just, you know, have that happen and then just move on. We... Everyone is at a place now where racism and it's like negative effects, I guess, just racism and how problematic it is, is back to the surface, which racism has never gone away, but everyone is now fully aware or I wouldn't say fully aware. I feel like people have always been aware that it exists, but now that this has happened, this is kind of like that cherry on top of the cake to get people to realize this is a problem and something that we have to keep fighting. We can't just know that it happens every day and then not do anything about it. And I'm very happy that people are doing something about it and they realize that what happened in the 1960s with MLK and small movements that have happened after that, they were impactful, but they weren't enough. And even with what we're doing now, I feel like what we're doing now, it's very, very impactful. Again, all four officers were arrested and charged, but is it enough? I don't know. I find it beautiful that so many people are fighting for and with, I guess, the Black Lives Matter movement. But at the end of the day, especially in America, when you have the people that you have in the federal government, it's like, will anything actually get done? But I'm so proud of American citizens who are fighting for black lives. I, I just, I, as a black woman, I am very, very happy about that. And unfortunately, I've still seen people who don't care and who continue to be racist and prejudiced. And it's frustrating. But I just wanted to kind of talk about that today This episode, like I said, it's a two-for-one special. It's a mixture of talking about that and then just talking about my struggles with my retail job because, honestly, the two go hand-in-hand at certain points, and I just need to talk. Uh, I'm constantly talking in all of my episodes. Um, Even last week, I spent half the episode talking about this and completely, like, was so mentally blocked and just all over the place in my head that I couldn't even fully talk about what I wanted to talk about last week, which was alcohol. (laughs) Um, but I'm, I'm happy that I'm happy with the way it turned out because I think this is just as important. No, not even just as important. This is more important. Please excuse me. This is way more important than talking about legally purchasing alcohol. And I feel like I could do better. So this is me attempting to do better and also just talking about things that I have personally experienced as a black woman this past week. I want to point out that 
again, racism has always been present. I have dealt with so many things, comments, actions, everything the past few years that I can recollect. I feel like as a child, especially as like a black child and you have black parents and they want to protect you and they kind of want to keep you from those things. And I had a very interesting childhood to say the least. And we'll save that. I've mentioned this several times before, but we'll save that for a different episode, um, in the future. But for now, I just want to say that I feel like I was so sheltered that I didn't realize certain things that people said actually weren't okay. And it wasn't until I really like maybe my senior year of high school, maybe my freshman year of college. I know for sure my freshman year of college, but maybe even a little before then that I realized we have a problem. Once I get out of that sheltered place in life, life gets 20 times harder because I'm a black woman in America. I don't know if this is the right move, but I have been trying to stay off of social media as much as possible. I did participate in the Blackout Tuesday and I uploaded a picture of a black square. It is still present. And the caption is just simple. We matter because we do. Our lives are important. We have contributed so much to a country that was stolen from a whole different other ethnicity. And we don't get credit for it. And instead, we are seen as half a person. Like, yeah, we are useful And we are seen as a person when it's beneficial to the majority. But we are also seen as just inhumane, as inconveniences because of the color of our skin. We're honestly, I've noticed, and I think a lot of people know this, is that most of the time you see white people rooting for black people when it's a sport like basketball, football, especially like that's when you really see them rooting for you. It doesn't, that's like the one time, which even then skin color still comes into play. But I think that's one of those times where, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of Americans love football. So it doesn't matter what you look like. As long as you're like helping out a team, you're good. And I mean, like I said, even then there's still racism present in that and people are still very vocal about why they don't like certain players but it's still for me just like with college football that's the only time I see people truly respecting black people is because of the stats athletically but anyway um we do matter and I did participate in that it's still up on the Simply Special Podcast Instagram page with the username ITS underscore super simple. I did lose some followers after I put that up and I found that super interesting. And that's all I'm going to say on that. But other than that, I've honestly been trying to stay away from social media. I, when I get on there, when I get on Instagram um, occasionally, I am so honored and happy that people who aren't black are standing up and shouting black lives matter and saying that I can't breathe. It makes me happy. And I was 
listening to something. I can't remember what it was. I was saying with this going on, there's also been an increase in violence and racism among Asian American citizens, which is so disappointing. Honestly, that's so incredibly disappointing. And one thing that I I was talking to someone about is that they are, or I guess it's one person. So she is standing up for black lives, but she's not speaking on behalf of black lives. And I think there's a very big difference in doing that. And I've seen people try to speak during this time. I've seen people try to even not during this time, just like in general, I've seen people try to speak who aren't black, try to, I've said this so many times, try to speak on behalf of my race. And instead of like standing up for my race, it's like they're trying to, you know, speak on behalf. I've just repeated myself so many times. And I don't really know how to explain the difference in that, to be honest, but you kind of just like know when you see it. And so I appreciate the people who are sticking up for black lives. And for the people who are white, honestly, and trying to speak on behalf of black lives just because you've lived in certain areas or you have a certain amount of black friends, you still can't speak on behalf of a race who has experienced what we've experienced. And everyone's experienced different forms of racism and discrimination and segregation and just everything. So I can't even speak on behalf of other African Americans. I can only speak on my experience. But I think entirely, if you are not black, you cannot speak on behalf of black people. And I would like to encourage the people who I've seen do that to stop doing that because yeah, you may have seen stuff, but you haven't lived it. And in my opinion, there's a difference between seeing it. There's a difference between living it. I think that was grammatically incorrect. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, I, I get overwhelmed just looking at the app icons. And like I said, I don't know if it's a good idea because so many people, it's like, I don't want people to think that I don't care because I'm not going on the internet and expressing how I feel per se. Uh, I talked about it in this episode. I'm, I mean, this it's the big premise of this episode. I talked about it in last week's episode and I wrote a letter and talked about it on my blog. I would rather use my bigger platforms than my Instagram account and my Snapchat account. I do appreciate everyone who is providing links to donate and get educated. And I think that's so incredibly important. Can you hear my mouth drying out? Oh, that's so not good. And that's disgusting, honestly. And I'm sorry if it hurts your ears. I am genuinely sorry. I know we're not supposed to be apologetic, but I am sorry because I know that that's a very frustrating and annoying noise. But as I was saying before I got distracted by listening to my own voice, I am grateful for those people. And I'm grateful for everyone who is shouting out small businesses and, um, writers and just different people who are black that you can support at this time but not only at this time at any time and I think that's one phrase that I've seen that I wish would just go away uh so many posts are like you can support these small black businesses at this time or right now or da 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 but when 
And I don't think anything will ever truly calm down. There might not be as much destruction and people might, I don't know, go back to their nine to five jobs, but I don't think anyone will truly calm down until there is change. Even then, I feel like whenever things do get better with this to say, I guess you could say, I don't want people to stop supporting black businesses and black writers and, you know, all of us black creators. I want the support to continue. So I wish the whole phrase at this time or right now would go away because this is a continuous thing, not a trend, not something that's going to just be happening for the next few weeks. And I wish this is something that was honestly squashed forever ago, but it's the reality of the situation. And honestly, just to kind of sidestep right quick with it not going away, people often ask me why I don't want to have kids. And yes, the actual act of birthing makes me vomit, as I've discussed. But honestly, as a black woman, I don't know who I'll end up with or if I'll end up with anyone, to be honest. But I am genuinely terrified of bringing a kid into this world. I can instill as much wisdom as I possibly can. I can put, I not put them in church, but I guess I can go to church and encourage my child to seek relationship with Jesus. But at the end of the day, I can control my kid. I simply birth him or her or them, depending on how that goes. But I can't control the kid or kids. And so that scares me because I know that there are things like the internet and technology and social media that exists and have so much power and influence over people's minds. And with this happening and just like, I just am so terrified of having to raise a minority child in America. I always joke about going to Canada, but No matter where you go in the world, you'll face problems. And I know just with the color of my skin, I will face problems. Again, no matter where I go. So, might as well just stay where I'm at, save a plane ticket, and a lot of, like, time filling out documents and all this other stuff. And it's kind of frustrating because it's like part of me knows that I'll be a good mom, knows that I'll be great But part of me is just way too terrified to try to raise a minority child in a world that will judge him, her, or them by the skin color. I say the skin color because I don't know the gender of the child or how many kids they'll have. So we'll just say the. And it's it's frustrating. Um, And I try not to think about that. So we're going to bring it back to the present. My anxiety and my stress levels have just been through the roof. Like I almost threw up at work (laughs) earlier this week just because I got so anxious. Just I just took in my surroundings and I was like, I I see two black people and I just I don't know. My anxiety just hit really bad. And it's been like that ever since the not the protests have started, but ever since the destruction has started. And my problem with the destruction, and I mean, express how you feel in whatever way you think is effective. I'm not going to sit here and say, don't do this, because who am I? I am a 20-something-year-old in America who just 
is just 20 something. Like I, you know, I don't have Gandhi level power or anything. I don't know how to explain it, but my thing with the destruction is that I have seen news reports of black people getting blamed for destruction that isn't their fault. And so since the destruction has started and there has been, what's the word? It's not inhibition. Oh, what is the word? Um, instigating? I think it's instigating. Since there's been destruction and police have kind of been instigating violence onto protesters and people who are causing destruction, you know, we're being watched essentially because we are being the ones blamed. We are the being, we are being the ones getting hit with the rubber bullets. I mean, everyone's being hit with rubber bullets and tear gas and stuff, but on the news, they show the black people as the ones who are the problem when in reality, at least in Nashville, when everything was going down, it wasn't black people or any person of color causing the destruction and kind of egging on the police. It was the non-black people. And I remember watching a black man get arrested live and I just, I want to know why, you know, I want to know why, because a black man gets arrested for calmly talking to police officer and I watch this live but a white woman is full-on yelling throwing her hands all over the place in the air getting in the cop's face and she just is kind of forcefully told to go back across the street and I just you know I want to know why and I don't know all the others who've been arrested but I know watching that particular one live and just seeing that whole scenario go down I was just like this doesn't add up and so even with the destruction kind of in in protest to or with or I guess initiated by the death of George Floyd I hope I'm like making sense and not offending anybody but at the same time if you're offended then you know oh well but I I just wish that it wouldn't take away from the actual goal of the protest and it wouldn't be a reason for I feel like the whole looting situation I don't particularly know and this is something that I have to get educated about I mean I'm a black woman and I still don't understand honestly what the looting has to do I mean I understood it initially I, I did I understood it initially because it was in the area where he was killed but like he wasn't killed in Nashville so why are we destroying small businesses who are already struggling you know so that's kind of where I'm confused and I I'm wondering if people are just taking advantage of this opportunity to get stuff and people taking advantage of this opportunity to like get free stuff is taking away from the initial issue and the initial problem. So that's what the, that's the issue I have with the destruction and the looting is that it is taking attention away from the initial problem and black people are being blamed for it, even though at least from what I've seen, like literally live is that people of color are not the ones causing the destruction and we are not the ones egging on the police and the police are the ones who are instigating it and it's the white people who have vandalized. So that's my take on that. But with 
the destruction, when all of that started happening, when they first reported it here in Nashville and I watched it live, after watching it live and knowing I had to work the next day, my anxiety and my, not really my stress levels for sure. My stress, stress levels only hit whenever I'm like working and I just, I don't know. Whenever I'm working and a customer decides that while I'm scanning their items is the best time to talk about it. That's when I'm like, how do I talk to this person in a very careful way? Because I don't know what position they have in the world. And I don't know, like, if a manager will walk by, there's cameras above all the registers. Like, that's when my stress levels hit. Because I'm like, how do I handle the situation? And pretty much say, I don't have to talk to you about this. And I don't want to talk to you about this. And this is inappropriate, <laughs> essentially. And so it's kind of the route that I take is that it's inappropriate and my anxiety just hits like any time. It just, it's, it's just through the roof all the freaking time. I, earlier this week, this is an example of when just like I was so anxious. I didn't know if I wanted to cry or throw up and my body was just physically like shutting down and shaking. I was leaving work. I work in the county next to the one that I live in and there was a police officer sitting in the parking lot of my job, which like, okay, you know, fine, whatever. And my car is yellow, you know, already sticks out, stands out, hoo-ha-he. And then I'm a black person in a predominantly white county, if I'm being completely honest. And so I'm leaving my job, like the parking lot, and I am followed by the cop all the way to the county border, like the entire way. He made every single turn I made and I just kept glancing in my rearview mirror. I was so scared. My music was all the way down so I could concentrate. I went below the speed limit. I mean, I didn't go to the point where, I didn't go so below that I was so slow that he had to pull me over because they do pull you over if you're going super slow. But it was just like, in the event that I have to go downhill, which I do normally do a lot, then I would be right at the speed limit instead of over because I, I was just so scared. And another person that I work with who is black said that he was definitely checking my tags, which made me even more nervous because why? Like, what's the reason? You know, my car is so new. Am I, I don't want to say am I being, is it profiled maybe? I think that's the right word. And I, I hate when my mind takes me there, but after dealing with this for so long, I can't help it. My mind automatically takes me there. And so I was, I was freaking out. My anxiety levels like were not okay. And I, after I reached the county border, you know, he kind of, he literally just turned around. He went into the parking lot of, I actually don't know what shopping center that was because honestly, I just focused on the road and just getting home. But he went to the parking lot of a shopping center and turned around. And so I went like across the street, like a little ways down and I pulled over and I had to calm myself down because I could not keep driving with just like knowing that there was a chance that I was going to get pulled over because he followed me out of my job's parking lot. Yeah, I've never, I've never felt at ease around cops to say the least. And so this going on and just knowing all of the violence that is happening and the video of the videos honestly of George Floyd replaying in my head 
being followed by a cop, like I was so uneasy. (laughs) I just saying it out loud and rethinking about that day earlier this week. It just, I have tears coming to my eyes. I was so scared. I, I just, to kind of, to go along with this since work was brought up, work has been so weird ever since I've been back and it's been just over a month and it's just, it's been a wild, wild ride. I've already talked about COVID-19 and how customers are just honestly disrespectful at this point, like just straight up disrespectful. They have, I mean, I don't have a filter but I at least know when to keep my mouth shut. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have a filter if my mouth is open and I'm talking. But I know when to shut up, to be honest. It's just to be blunt. And I guess I don't. And so I kind of have expressed the disrespect, the lack of kindness. And for some reason, they have an issue with you, whether you wear a mask or whether you don't wear a mask. And the more I come into work, the more people aren't wearing masks. And I'm sitting over here like there's a resurgence in other countries and the numbers are rising. And I live in, I don't live in a spot where the heat map is incredibly dark, but I live kind of like next to it per se. I have to like drive through it, which I mean, and I'm in my car and I hardly ever have the windows down. So it's not like anything's going to float into my car or something, but I still am never like not going to be cautious if that makes sense. I'm going to keep wearing a mask and keep wearing gloves. I was reading up on what my school is doing earlier in the week as far as like returning. And I mean, like they are in, they have like a stage, a four stage plan and stage three is looking at coming back in August to school as normal for face-to-face instruction, but I have to wear a face mask. So I better like I might as well just keep wearing it just to get used to it, you know, get used to having um, a sweaty mouth area. That sounds weird. Anyway, so yeah, I've already expressed how weird work has been in that sense, but there's another sense where work has been weird. So the first few weeks that I've been here, I just, I felt super insecure honestly, and just fat shamed myself, if I'm being honest. I don't weigh myself, so I don't know how much I weigh. And I don't know how to say this without it sounding super bad. I know I'm not fat. I'm also not like a super, super, super skinny. You can see all my bones type of person either. I'm just kind of like medium existing, I guess. But I just felt so insecure when I first returned to work and it didn't help that a literally some of the teenage boys and if they're not teenage boys and they're close to my age but they are not like anyone older than me or of higher authority or anything but having them straight up say around me that I am not attractive that I am not cute and in one guy's words she's just not hot yeah, that hurt like a lot. First couple of years that I worked there, I mean, I didn't really get those comments. You can kind of sense things about people, but they didn't say them out loud. But for some reason, dudes became bold and decided to say them when I'm around when I got back. That didn't help with my insecure problem. And then I have vented about this with my family. I have people that I work with who just straight up 
I don't know what it is, but they just look at me. Don't say anything. Just look at me. And I've caught certain people a few times whispering. I don't know what they're saying, but it's not quiet whispering. It's just like loud enough to where you know that they're whispering, but not loud enough to where you know what they're saying. But they were whispering and looking at me. That is like a telltale sign that you are talking about somebody. Why you want to be that bold, I don't know. And so you have the comments that are made and people blatantly talking about me. You have one person I work with who acknowledges my presence but does not say a word to me. Like I may not be liked by everyone that I work with, but I at least can say something to them and they respond even if it's just like a nod or a yes or something this dude no words no physical hand head gestures or anything indicating that he's listening I just get eye contact and the occasional eavesdropping on my conversation with customers when customers ask me for help as if he needs to come to my rescue Like, I think I'm capable of finding out where an item is if I don't know where it is. And I just want to yell at him so bad that I have been with the company for two years and he's been with the company for two months. Like, yeah. And I know that, like, that shouldn't mean anything. And honestly, time is just, like, irrelevant. But at the same time, if I've been there longer and I've had more experience and I have been offered a higher position and you've been there for a way shorter time than I have, try not to, like, come over and A, mansplain, B, eavesdrop, and then C, take over when I was the one who was asked for help by a customer, and you're supposed to be in a completely different area. So, needless to say, I was just feeling super bothered the first half of the month and a half that I've been at work. I've just, I felt super insecure and yeah, just bothered. Like, I don't like when people look at me and won't say anything. If you're going to look at me, like I said, people who don't like me, they'll still look at me. And if I catch them, because I can feel people's eyes on me, then they'll at least nod or something. There's some sort of like indication that shows recognition like yeah she's here or something but like no this guy he just looks at me and I'll turn and I'll like make eye contact back and he just will not turn away and so I'm like what do I do here like say something you know do or say something and I get nothing that was the first half of my time at work and then this happens and I told you about my situation with the cop following on me following me out of the parking lot scariest scariest thing but now now there's just a weird tension among me and my co-workers since I mean the staff is predominantly white and the customers are predominantly white either and this has happened especially this past week with my co-workers they'll either ask me how I'm handling everything or they'll get super quiet when I walk into a room. Like every time I've walked into the break room the past few days, it's just been silence. Like, and I know that they're talking because you can obviously hear the volume when you walk up and then you walk in and it's just quiet. And I'm like, interesting. And then people ask me how I'm handling everything. 
And I guess they're expecting this giant reaction or something, this giant breakdown about how everything is just trash. But again, I'm black. This is not new. This is something that has always been experienced. I've literally encountered racial side comments from people I work with. And I mean, it's not new. So I guess they were just expecting me to just go crazy or something. But I'm like, I'm not going to go crazy. I'm happy that people are joining me in this fight. Every time I go to an art museum with my friend and they have an exhibit about black oppression and black history, sometimes it's a certain part of black history. Sometimes it's like a just photography of different marches or slavery or paintings around slavery or just just different things it always touches my heart like it always touches my heart because I know that behind those pictures there is some serious oppression because even though I am extremely 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 blessed in 2020 to be able to live next to international neighbors to be able to attend a um, predominantly white university to work in a predominantly white city with a bunch of rich people to work at a predominantly white store and all this other stuff. The fact that I'm able to do that is amazing. And I'm grateful. I am, I am extremely grateful. But even with that, I may be grateful, but they may not. I may be happy, but they may not. So I'm happy that people, again, are sticking up for us and the oppression. It's it's honestly a modern-day oppression. It may not be the same as standing out in a field and picking cotton, but there is still crap that we deal with. And I'm, I don't want to say I'm used to it because it sounds bad, but it's not new. And so at work, people just ask me how I'm handling everything or like if I saw the news the night before and I'm like, this isn't new. The only thing that's new is that there are protests actually happening. People are actually fighting for our lives. And in the mix of that, there is vandalism, destruction, and looting. That's all that's new. But everything else, what they're saying, the facts, the the statistics, the resources, they've always been there. The small businesses that are all of a sudden being encouraged to be supported. The writers whose books are all of a sudden being encouraged to read and all that stuff. It's all been there. It's just now being brought to the surface and giving the attention that it's deserved and that it's needed. So that's kind of where work is at. And the reason that it says Black Lives in hardware stores is I work at a hardware store, by the way. So... (laughs) At work, I have to be extremely careful with everything I say and do because I don't ever truly know who I'm helping. Going back to that one time, I helped Trace Atkins and I had no idea who he was until I he came through my reg he came to my register twice because he forgot something the first time, and so it was like after the first time that he came is when people were like, that's Trey Atkins, and da 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 And then that's when I kind of, like, figured out who he was. And I was like, oh, I listen to country music. Um, <laughs> I didn't know who he was. And so, but see, it's, like, one of those moments where I could be at work and 
mess around, say the wrong thing, and it's like an undercover cop or something, you know? So I have to be genuinely careful in everything I say and do. And I always try to be careful in everything I say and do. But again, when my mouth is open, I'm just blunt and straightforward and words just come out. So yeah, but I still try to, at least at work, because I know, again, anything can happen, especially when I'm in such a uh, white area, honestly, just to be blunt, just a white area. And it's, it's scary sometimes. It, it really is because I live in an area where powerful people work and live. And I may not know who they are when they come through my job, but I saw the news dude one day. I forgot what channel he is actually, but I saw the news dude one day and I was like, I know him. And I think I've helped a football player once. I'm pretty sure. And like, could I tell you his name or what team he plays for? I, the team is red. The team has red in it. I do remember that. I remember that because I said the colors and he was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, but I can't even remember his name. I didn't think he said his name. I don't think I even was able to see his name, but I just never know who I'm going to be helping, whether it is checking them out of my register or when they have questions about like nail guns and staple guns, because learn today that those are two totally different things. I... I never know. And so I have to be so careful, especially with everything that's happening in the world. Like, yeah, what's happening is good for us. And I can't speak on behalf of black people, but I can speak on behalf of myself and my experience as a black woman. I'm happy. And I think it's good for me, at least, and good for us that people who aren't black are standing up for our lives. But it also just kind of makes things harder, not the protest or anything, but also kind of the protest and just how people are standing up for the racism and the injustice. It it makes things harder when we have to go to work because everything is everything. Everyone is watching what we do and kind of waiting for a reaction, waiting for an explosion, waiting for a reason to instigate and do something that'll make the news essentially make CNN or whatever. I've actually been asked if I was going to quit my job because of everything that's happening. But honestly, working in a predominantly white county is more motivation to go to work because I feel like I have to prove myself. I have to prove that you are judging me so hard because of my skin, but I am just as capable if not more than the next guy who has the exact same job as me I've been here for two years over two years and I know what I'm doing for the most part I mean again don't ask me about nail guns or staple guns or anything I don't actually know the tools I just know a cash register and the candy and the chips and the tissue packets are like 57 cents or something. Like I know that stuff. And yeah, I am more motivated to kind of prove myself. So that's that. And I think that's also why I won't like, well, there's a lot of reasons why I won't transfer out of school. One of the reasons being I got a year left, it would be pointless. But in the beginning, it was like, I got to prove myself. I have a racist teacher. I have to prove myself. There's been white supremacy posters and rallies. I got to prove myself. I got to prove that 
you know, you're judging me because of my skin. You hate me because of my skin color, but I am just as capable and intellectual and able, which I guess is the same thing as capable, but whatever. I am qualified, if not more, to be here to do this. And that is why I will not quit my job. Also, car note, gotta pay that. Totally a thing. But yeah, I'm not gonna quit because of destruction and protest. Protests that should have been happening a while now. They shouldn't just happen every time a black person dies by a cop. I think that they should be happening no matter what until we see a change period, point blank. I remember the last time, any other time I can think before this, that we've had Black Lives Matter protests and rallies is when a white, white, well, a black person was killed by a cop, per se. And I think that even when something like that isn't making the news, because it happens all the time, just certain people make the news, unfortunately, after they pass, But I think that it should just be a constant thing until change is seen and change is made. I think I said that backwards, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. As we round out today's episode, I just wanted to repeat that I appreciate everyone who is a part of the Black Lives Matter movement and is educating, sharing resources, supporting just thank you so much. I am so grateful as a black woman and I hope that it doesn't stop when we reach a point of peace and a point of equality. I pray that it just continues. We continue to see support and I also wanted to say that if you are going to donate money, thank you first off. Thank you but also make sure you're not being scammed. I have read articles and seen um different news stories about people are because people there are people there are tons and tons of tons of people who are genuinely fighting and protesting but there are also tons of people who are just taking advantage of what is happening for their own good and that includes creating false donation websites and stealing your money So if you're going to donate, make sure that you're not being scammed, that it's a legitimate website and a legitimate fund. There are links being passed around all over Instagram, maybe Twitter. I don't have a Twitter account, but they are literally everywhere. I was trying to figure out a question of the episode because I feel like there really shouldn't be one, but I figured one out. So who or what is your favorite like Black-owned business, podcast, etc to support like any body I they can be big or small I was accum or I guess I did <laughs> I don't know why I said I was or I don't know I accumulated a list of just different albums movies television shows books and podcasts that I recommend you check out because even though there's this big fight for equality and the Black Lives Matter movement and there's protests and everything happening. There's also still a giant, ugly pandemic happening called COVID-19 and there are still people who are trying to stay safe in their homes. So I came up with a list of different things digitally and I guess books that aren't digital that you could check out. And amongst that, 
amongst amongst that list i bolded all of the ones that were by black people or had large black leads per se and i bolded them they are on my website simplyjamila.com s-i-m-p-l-y-j-a-m-i-l-a-h.com i guess i could start putting that in the description of the episodes now that i think about it so i had a ton on there um my favorites, um, I don't know. So like book wise, The Last Black Unicorn by Tiffany Haddish. I just, it, it yes. Also, Nicola Yoon, beautiful black author. She made Everything, Everything, and The Sun is also a star. Both of them are books and both of them are movies. Read the books first and then watch the movie, Everything, Everything, Chef's Kiss, amazing, beautiful albums chloe and hallie gorgeous television show dear white people please go watch it like please go watch it it is on netflix do it do it do it watch it if you want something a little bit more comedic relief a little bit lighter but still has knowledge in it blackish is on hulu a lot of people don't like blackish i have come to learn or just don't care for it but blackish is honestly very educational especially if you do not understand black culture and just different parts of black history and why black people are the way they are very generalized and explains a lot of things about the culture as i said so check out blackish on hulu there's a lot of movies honestly one of my favorite ones that i watched recently and it just it's so good queen and slim it's so 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 good i also did watch becoming though michelle obama's documentary on netflix so you can try to find that on Netflix. I don't know where you can watch Queen and Slim. I'm sure it's available like somewhere digitally. You might have to rent it or something though. But is it worth renting? 50,000%. It is so good. It is it is so good. I recommend. So those are some of my favorite digital things that I think you should check out. I have to go back. I don't remember my Etsy shops that I support that are black. I know that's so bad. But let me tell you. I've spent a lot of money on Etsy <laughs> at different shops and that's that. My bank account super ticked off at me right now and I'm sorry, fam. Um and there's a lot of local businesses in like Nashville that you can support. I know a very big one that a lot of people are shouting out is Slim and Huskies, an amazing, amazing, amazing pizza place. If you find yourself in Nashville anytime soon, which I know, again, there's a pandemic happening, check out Slim and Huskies. Um, we and my family have some small businesses as well. We have like a rolled ice cream food truck and I haven't tasted it, but it's done so well. Like it's so successful and I'm sure it tastes good. It looks so good. Honestly, the only reason I haven't tasted it is because I just am always at work when they're operating. Shout out to my hardware store family, but those are all of the, not all of them. There's definitely not all of them. There are way, way many more because I try to support my culture, my race, my people as much as possible while also managing to support things that I like because yes, it's important to support black people, black businesses, as well as just any other race, honestly, but you don't want to just like support for the heck of it honestly you want to support and make sure that it's something that you actually like and something that you'll actually take interest in so remember that when you are going out supporting these businesses because i know money is tight for people and for those who are supporting any way they can with black creators 
thank you. But also make sure you're putting that towards something that you'll actually like use and will find beneficial. I mean, will the products and the services let you down? Heck no. We are amazing entrepreneurs, to be honest. It will not let you down, whatever it is. But again, just be careful and be cautious because scams are a thing. And with that being said, thank you once again. Please keep fighting and just keep going. Don't stop and don't let the media and what they are trying to portray sway you or sway your view on this entire situation. Just continue to stay educated. Thank, please keep supporting. Thank you for the support. And don't let the voices of everyone around you try to tell you what to think, what to believe, because it just just ignore them, block them out. And thank you so much once again. I will be in your ear next Friday. Hopefully I will talk about something different. We'll see. I don't know. Who knows what I have planned or up my sleeve. I had something completely different for this week, but I was like, I got to talk about this because this is important. This is something that I've dealt with all my life, but it's finally coming up and people who are not me and who are not my close friend and who are not persons of color and who are not minorities are finally paying attention. So I got to talk about it. But we'll see what happens next week. I hope that it's a good week. I hope that you guys have a great day wherever you are in the world or in life. I know that we're all dealing with a lot right now, but I pray that you just continue to be positive and continue to be kind and appreciative. It would just we we need as much good vibes as we possibly can can have. And with that being said, keep fighting because black lives do matter.